I'm Bonnie Lyman, and you are listening to the podcast Loving on Purpose, episode 83, Questions and Answers. Hello, everyone. I'm hunkered down in what we call at our house away far down basement. It's 90 something today, which isn't too hot. But we live in a 70-year-old home, which I love and is very comfortable and functions very well, except the air conditioning. If you go to the way far down level, I almost need to put a little sweater on. But it's cool down here. Up in my bedroom, it's about 85 degrees and it's very warm. So I'm here joyfully talking to you. I hope you're having a good summer. I love connecting with you in this way, and I want to thank everybody that submitted questions to be answered that were on your mind. So we're going to talk about some general things, because I believe the answer to solving any problem is really pretty much the same. Even though we can use the same tools to solve any problem besides diseases and those kind of things, It still takes some work, it takes desire, and it's not always easy to do. So one of the things that we neglect doing is allowing ourselves to feel the negative feeling of whatever that problem is creating. Because anytime we resist anything, we intensify it. So you could almost say that when you resist reality, and I'm thinking in the cases which I think are really sad situations when children tell their parents that they no longer want any contact with them and they cannot have any contact with um, their children, the, the parents, um, the grandparents aren't allowed to see their grandchildren. That's painful. That hurts. But if we resist it and we never come to accept that this is the reality of what's going to be happening for we don't know how long, hopefully not forever, but maybe we only make ourselves more miserable and prolong moving forward and finding satisfaction in our life in other ways. 
I know a lot of us, especially those that belong to my church, there's a lot of emphasis that there is nothing more important than families. And I I believe that. And I believe that the connection between families, it never dies. It may change, but it never dies. But the type of contact contact that families have differ greatly between families to family. It has a lot to do with the personalities of people, different circumstances, different um, experiences of how the parents were raised and what they bring to the table in raising their children. Um, DNA has a, a factor. And I've done a lot of study on this, and I I haven't come up with an answer that satisfies me as to why children are doing this. I had a difficult relationship with my parents as an adult, and I I can't say that I ever really longed to see them or be with them because of how they reacted to me, but I would never think of cutting off all contact uh, and especially uh, cutting off contact between them and seeing their grandchildren, my children, which my mother at least had a very good relationship with. So one of the basics in solving any problem is like I mentioned, is is you first have to feel that negative emotion and then we have to learn to accept reality that things maybe didn't turn out the way we thought they were going to turn out. And so we don't want to judge ourselves for, you know, having bad feelings. And the other thing is we don't want to be in a hurry to get out of feeling these negative problems because it doesn't solve the problem any faster. Um, In fact, if we judge ourselves that we shouldn't be feeling this way or blaming ourselves for what's happening, we just keep adding on layers and layers of additional negativity. And realities is that it's part of being human that we come across hard things in our life, things that we thought weren't going to happen, things that we don't want to happen. But we have to remember that even 
the tools that we do have to feel a little better about what's going on, to feel compassion, to feel hope, or to always love our children regardless of their action, we're, we're not going to feel that way all the time. There's, there's no such thing as being positive all the time. That's like this Pollyanna world. And it's just not realistic. We know that there's opposition in all things. And the sooner we accept that and embrace that and be willing to feel some discomfort for a while, the better we're going to figure out how to either see things from a different perspective or have different thoughts that will help us move forward. So just some other general thoughts I had about the questions that were asked was we can always be ourselves. There were some things that came up that I'll talk about later in some of the questions that came up in answer. But we can always show up just as we want to show up. We can ask any question. We can make any request of anybody but especially our adult children, if we do it in in an atmosphere of love and kindness and not judgment. Nobody likes to be judged. And any time we accuse somebody or even trying to defend our side is is often a way of saying, I'm right and you're wrong. We judge people. We judge them by insinuating, you don't understand my side. And everybody wants to be in a place where they have their own autonomy where they govern themselves and exercise their agency the way they want to. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. And we cannot take that away from somebody else. And when another person senses that that is being threatened, then we have more contention in the relationship. We need to be honest. A lot of times we'll say, oh, it's fine. And it's not fine. You at least need to be honest with yourself that I don't like what's going on. And then just sit with the discomfort for a while. We all look at things differently. We have different thoughts that cause us to have different feelings because we all have our own 
brain. And so we have to recognize that there nobody has to see things in the same way that I do or that we do. That we have the right to view things and have our opinion about things in any way that we want to, right or wrong. We cannot take that from somebody. And like I said, when somebody feels threatened that that is being taken from them, that they are are being made to feel guilty for thinking a certain way, it really causes contention in relationship. You have one responsibility right now as a parent to adult children, and that is to love them. And it really, really helps if you will focus on not only what they're doing right or what you admire about them, but to tell them express that to them, even if there's other behaviors that they're doing or things about them that you don't approve of or that you don't like. Love is always a choice and it's always the best choice. We don't have control over anybody else. We can't fix anybody else. I can't make somebody love me more, even if I love them more, but I can benefit. I can have the reward of feeling good by choosing to love people just the way they are. And I'll admit, it's not an easy thing to do, but it is certainly work worth doing. I have mentioned this before, and maybe it was even just in the last podcast, but when I talk to adults that, you know, are, say, my children's age, that are younger than me, and when I tell them what I do, it often comes up that the main complaint that they have about their parents is that they don't accept them for who they are or they feel like they never can do enough to please their parents. Now, I know that's not always the case, but the our our brains are have the capacity to view the world the way they want to yes they can be influenced by the world they can be influenced by close friends or siblings that maybe drag them in a direction that 
you don't particularly approve of, but nobody has the power to force a person to think a certain way which would cause them to have certain feelings. The other thing is I think we take things way too personally. It is not about you. It is not about us as parents of adult children anymore. We do not hold the same priority, the same position in their lives, in their minds that we did or they did when they were being raised. We were everything to them. And for the first couple of years of their life, their survival depended on us. But now as adults, they want that autonomy to govern themselves and to be free of needing their their parents. And the thing that threatens a good relationship the most is when you or we are unhappy with the type of relationship that we have with them. One that didn't turn out like we thought it would or one that is maybe not as close as someone we know. So one of the questions that came up was this, I assume it was a mom, that she said her kids have moved far away. And her thought was, I must have been a bad mom for them to do such a thing. True freedom is just accepting and not putting any meaning about yourself when our kids do something such as move far away. If we can just make it mean they moved far away, and yes, I'm going to be sad that it's going to be more difficult to see them more often. But it has nothing to do with us and how they were raised or what. We just don't have that power over them that would cause them to have feelings to move far away. So we need to come up with a new thought. And so the thought can be they had the exact mom they were supposed to have and that's why they came to my family. Now that thought doesn't even have to be true. 
But if that thought makes you feel good, then that's how we solve that problem. That's how we solve most problems is looking at it from a different perspective and choosing to believe a different thought. There um, was another one that came up that some of these I grouped together was that her question was kind of worded like this. My son is divorced and my ex-wife or his ex-wife won't let me see my grandchildren. That is a hard thing to do. But this is her family. This is your son's family. It's for them to decide what they want to do. There's no law out there that says they are required to allow them to see you or allow you to see them. So you're going to have to find a different way to have a connection with them. And it may be in your mind. It may be buying gifts for them that you you don't even know the address of where to send them. But if you could, this is what you would do. Sometimes you can fulfill that need by finding some other children that are your grandchildren's age and do something kind for them. But we can't we can't force, we can't control. So it comes back to how can I love these children if it's only in my mind? And then I believe to hang out in that positive part of your brain and believing hard that one day when they're over 18, I will get to connect with them. Or there's always the possibility that she could change her mind. Things don't ever stay the same is one of my empowering thoughts. And at any time, she could change her mind and allow you to see them. Someone else asked, how do I stop worrying? And you stop worrying. One way is to tell your brain to stop it, not to go down that path. The other thing I like to do is to change my focus to something very um, 
trite, as in start making a grocery list or deciding which closet I want to clean out first in my house. But redirect your brain because worrying comes from fear about something that is going to happen in the future and your brain just goes crazy because you're giving it a problem to solve that hasn't even happened yet. So you just take some deep breaths and you redirect your brain to think about something else. And again, go and hang out in the positive side of your brain that you're going to assume that thing that you're worried about is not going to happen. And if you tell yourself that enough times, you'll start believing it. A lot of times I get asked questions, what do I do about a certain thing? And I'll give you an example. Is this one person asked, they said, I feel like I'm being taken advantage of because I always get asked to babysit for free and I really do need some extra money. And this is what I say. What do you want to do? What do you want to say? Why aren't you just honest with your children? And I know what's happening in your mind. You feel like if I don't do this, I will lose my relationship with these children. But when you do that, you have lost integrity with yourself. And So I would suggest getting some help on building your confidence that you're a great person. And because of that, they they aren't necessarily, you're not necessarily going to lose the relationship. But a lot of times our kids just want us to be honest. I like the saying, you can't expect your kids to eat their vegetables if you don't put them on the plate. If you don't tell them what you're thinking, you just are going to show up as a resentful person. And that doesn't help the situation um, at all to have a good relationship. Another one kind of related to this, they asked, if you have a 21-year-old that lives at home, can we have expectations of that person? And again, 
my reply would be, what do you want to do? If you want to have expectations of things they need to do, whether it's contribution um, with physical work or monetarily uh, contribution, then you just request that. And if you request it with kindness and love, you will live with no regret. This is one of those cases where either decision probably brings you some discomfort because you're probably anticipating that your child is not going to like the expectation that you have, but you don't like him freeloading off of you either. But which one is going to move you forward? What do you want to do? It's okay to do that. We don't have the power to make them feel angry or upset. It's their thoughts about your requirement, your expectation. It's their meaning to that that's causing them to feel bad. Another person said, I'm, I didn't write everything down here. I'm going to assume my daughter brings her child to my home, or maybe it was a daughter-in-law, and she will just go sit and text and ignore the child. It comes back to What do you want to happen? If you don't want that to happen, then you need to let her know what your expectation is when she comes to the house. And again, you let her know this, you figure out how to tell her that in a loving way kind, respectful way. And what she thinks about it and feels about it is really none of your business. It's all on her. You do not have your the power to make anyone feel a certain way. Another thing that comes up quite often is the concern that what do I do to become more prominent in my children's lives? You need to accept the reality that you don't hold the same place in your child's life as you did when you were raising them. As discussed before, They needed you. But just because they don't include you in as much of their life as you would like to be 
included doesn't mean they don't love you. They just have other priorities. They have other things on their mind. They have other worries. They have worries they never had before and concerns and responsibilities that they're trying to figure out on their own how to take care of that they do not have the responsibility to fulfill your needs. You are responsible for that. I had one client say, well, my daughter called me on Mother's Day, but she didn't call me for another two weeks. And I asked her, so did you want to talk to her in between then? I said, why didn't you call her? But in her mind's eyes, she was putting all that responsibility on her daughter, that that was her daughter's role was to reach out and check up on her mom. Why don't we have the same concerns and feelings for our adult children and the same thoughts about how much involvement as we would perhaps just a friend? There is nothing out there that says our kids owe us anything. In fact, we could focus on just being grateful that we got to be a mother and raise them. One of my most favorite questions to ask when I get in a situation that's tough. And one of the things that came up was my son is marrying a girl who has a very toxic mother-in-law. And I'm worried about my son and I'm worried about my relationship with her. Another one is my son has left the faith that he was raised in. So what do we talk about? And I like to answer those with, what would love do? What would love do if love had a toxic mother-in-law or had a son who had a toxic mother-in-law, love would find something to love about that person. Because I believe it doesn't matter how toxic anybody is, how mean, how cruel, how bad, how undeserving they may be to be forgiven. There is something good in everyone. 
And it's our responsibility to learn how to love everyone. And there are lots of things if you love your son to talk about that has nothing to do with your faith. Your son is a good person. You raised him to be a good person. He is just choosing not to have the same values or follow the same faith. That is all. He is still that good person who you have the most wonderful opportunity to just love on. And if you think about what would love do, you'll know exactly what kind of conversations to have with him. I haven't been able to answer all the questions, but this one I will address because it it has to do with any kind of behavior that you don't approve of. How to love an LGBTQ child without affirming their behavior or agreeing that you accept their behavior. We have been asked to love everyone and loving your child doesn't mean you love all their behaviors. And so it doesn't mean because you love your child that you are condoning the type of lifestyle that they are living. But your child is deserving of your love. And especially if he's going through something that is semi-controversial as his LGBTQ subject, or even further, had a client whose son wanted to have a sex change They need your love and support more than ever. They are still your child. You get to make the decision whether you're going to love them or not. But we need to allow people the right to make their own decisions about their own love and not love them conditionally. You can do that, but why would you do that to your own child when I guarantee you it will make you feel miserable? Love is always available 
it's always an option and it always wins. You are able to maintain a good relationship. Sometime it may be only the connection in your mind if they have decided to cut you off. But I believe in time that influence of love will cause them to reconsider that decision to have no contact with you. There is nothing more powerful in this world as love. And if you just think about it, if we all tried harder to work on ourselves to be more loving and not be concerned about the other person's behavior, what a more loving world we would live in. I hope this answered some of your questions. I believe that in every situation, we have a choice of whether we're going to choose love or whether we're going to choose judgment. And love always feels better than loving, I'm sorry, than judging another person. But it's your choice. And I respect you for whatever choice you make because I believe all of us are just trying to do the best we can. And being human, we don't always be our best. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. If you like this this episode and you felt it was of benefit to you, I ask you to share it with somebody that perhaps it could also benefit. But if you're still feeling kind of stuck in that you don't know how to apply what was talked about or where to start on on changing your thoughts, on changing your perspective, on bettering your relationship, get on a call with me and we can have a discussion and I can tell you how to apply it and where we start. And then you get to decide what you want to do about this relationship that maybe you're struggling with with your adult children. There is no reason to go on the rest of our lives struggling with our relationships, with our adult children. Let's assume the best. Let's assume that we all love each other and we're just trying to figure out how to maintain our own boundaries 
and respect another one's. But I can help you with everything. So just go to bonnielyman.com and book a call. I can't wait to hear from you.